thank you for joining Mustache Chris and I on Organized Crime and Punishment, a history and crime podcast. Here is a teaser for upcoming episodes of Organized Crime and Punishment. If you like what you hear, look in the description for links to full podcast episodes. Become a friend of ours by subscribing to the show and following us on social media. Tell a friend about Organized Crime and Punishment so your friends can become friends of ours. Forget about it. Hey, friends of ours, let's talk a little Donnie Brasco. Now, as a retired cop with twenty with a 20-year career who spent another four years after that teaching leadership all over the U.S. and Canada, I've come into contact with a lot of law enforcement agencies. Uh, now, honestly, these organizations are just chock full of good people who work hard and do their best. But any bureaucracy is like any other bureaucracy, and mission drift is a real thing. So what does this have to do with Donnie Brasco, you might ask? Well, sadly, one of the most realistic scenes uh, for me from a law enforcement perspective in the entire movie was the one in which a distracted leader gives Joe Pistone an award uh, for his service in a very hurried fashion. I mean, this guy gave up years of his life facing constant danger the entire time. And the FBI ceremony that honored him took less time than you're taking to watch this video. Uh, I don't know how accurate a portrayal that was to Pistone's actual experience. Uh, if you do, by the way, please uh, share it in the comments. Uh, but unfortunately, this kind of bungling is all too common in bureaucracies and in, in, in the law enforcement profession uh, on the bureaucratic side as well. Uh, a thoughtful leader will make sure something like this doesn't happen. Uh, to, to a valued employee. Uh, but anyway, it's probably the most realistic scene in a movie full of realistic scenes. Now, the best scene is when Johnny Depp explains, forget about it. Do you know if that's accurate uh, with uh, the Joe Pistone award ceremony being super rushed? And- I know, I know for, I know he was, he became really jaded with the FBI. I, he left at one point um, just because he didn't feel appreciated. And he started having troubles with the officers above him, like telling him how to do his job. And like, I was undercover for how many years, you know, like I, the most successful undercover job probably in American history. And you're telling me how, how to do things. And he just got fed up with it. If you actually listen to Joe Pistone talk, he has a very, like I, I totally believe that he was that successful at playing a mob guy because he has a very kind of like street talk, working class type vibe to him. He really does. You know, you hear him talk and he, I know he's, what, how old is he now? He's like 70. You hear him talk though and he sounds like a guy you don't want to mess with. Well, <laughs> we uh, we showed that video in the leadership course that I taught and uh, it's just as a uh, um a warning, I suppose, you know, as a don't do this sort of thing, because it's, it's such a simple thing to recognize people who do good work in a way that's meaningful and just the slapdashery way in that scene with, uh, with the uh, official who, you know, could barely be bothered to be there. And, you know, and, and then they gave him 500 bucks, which just don't even give you any money. I think in that scenario, because 500 bucks is like kind of an insult after six years or whatever he spent undercover. I mean, that's like 
80 bucks a year. You know, it's just, I don't know. It, it always struck me as like, wow, I've seen that exact scene play out in real life on a smaller scale. Uh, and, and it's just sad because it's, it's like self-inflicted as a leader. You, you don't, you know, you have total control over that. It's not like, you know, a yeah. disaster that's happening from outside or a crisis that's being thrust upon you. This is just taking an extra three minutes and a little bit of emotional energy to make it meaningful uh, for somebody who deserves it. So uh, maybe it's just me, but that was always the movie scene, part of the part of the, the movie that seemed uh, realistic and kind of ticked me off at the same time. It's kind of weird that you treat a professional like that, that somebody who's done their job and even more so of their job, their duty, and then you give them a publisher's clearinghouse check. Give them a subscription to the Columbia Records <laughs> yeah. and Tapes uh, Club, you know. <laughs> Jelly, Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> For sure, yeah. When yeah, he he left totally, and then he ended up rejoining, and he ended up having to redo all the stuff again. Like he had to take the written test again. He had to do the physicals and everything. You know, uh, when he decided that he was going to rejoin, so he was one hundred percent out. Did he write an Did he write an autobiography about this? Yeah, he has uh, one. Uh, yeah, that he wrote himself. Uh, Donny called Donny Brasco. He actually wrote. Didn't you say this, Steve? I I never write it, but like, it, didn't he write a book about like it was like a sequel to like Donnie Brasco? I think he wrote some uh, crime fiction as Donnie Brasco. So yeah, and he's uh, he has like a he he does a podcast with I think it was like a, he's like an actor slash movie producer. He's been in a couple of films. I listened to a bit of it when we were researching uh, for episodes and. It's, it's it's worth listening. It's good to listen to, you know, you get a, I don't know. I mean, Joe Pistone seems like a pretty fun guy. You know, he seems like the type of guy I'd enjoy having a beer with. And even though he doesn't drink, <laughs> which is, you know, he's like very adamant about that. He doesn't, uh, he'll have a beer or something like that, but he doesn't, uh, doesn't drink alcohol like at all, you know? And he talks about that actually in his, when he was undercover, you know, like, oh, how did this, how did this work? You know, like you're hanging out with these mob guys and they all drank and nobody thought it was weird. He's like, oh, they thought it was weird. But then you're just honest, you know, he's like, oh, I don't drink, you know, and people just kind of like, oh, whatever, Donnie doesn't drink. And then they just go with it. Yeah, especially for the time that it took place, too. I mean, it would be no big deal today, but uh, this was the 80s, right? Early 90s. Yeah, it, that's one of the good things that they showed and they did in the movie too. Is they, you know, if you watch it again, you notice that Donnie, Donnie never drinks, doesn't smoke cigarettes either. You know, obviously that's like a big thing with like, uh, you know, him being sick of the cigarettes in the car and stuff like that. But yeah, Joe Pistone was, uh, yeah, he was straight edge, right? He, was, I mean, that's the modern saying now. He didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't do any drugs, nothing. It's always in pretty good shape. He was always in good shape. Always fantastic shape, actually. Maybe that's one re- one reason he got like some respect from a lot of these mob guys, because you know, truthfully, he could probably beat the crap out of them, you know, one on one in a fight, <laughs> you know. So, which a lot of these mob guys probably aren't probably weren't used to, you know. They're tough guys, right? They're from the streets, you know. They they grew up, you know, fighting for a living, right? Not a living, but you know getting into fist fights and the whole nine yards and, you know, Joe could probably beat them up. You know, I think they probably also respected his convictions. I mean, people 
respect someone who has, you know, strong conviction and sticks to it. And even if they don't agree with it. So yeah, he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. That's crazy. Cause I love a beer and I smoke like a chimney, but damn, if he doesn't stick to it, you know, and so they respect that kind of thing. So throw that in there with the fact that I don't want to say anything. Cause he can probably knock me on my keister. Then you get, you get that situation where, you know, he's gets a little room. Well, I get that from work too. Cause I work like a pretty blue collar job. Right. And I don't, I don't drink like at all. You know, I don't do anything. And then certain, I mean, I think people think it's a little weird, but then over enough time, they just kind of come to, I think they've come to just respect that about me is the fact that like, I don't do any of those things. If you like this video, please click like, uh, and subscribe so you can be, let in on it when uh, another one drops. And mean, meanwhile, tell your friends about us so they can be friends of ours too. Text the word history using the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to a wonderful product that can help you finally succeed in shedding that extra weight. Jeff in Indiana lost 55 pounds with Calitrin. Lily in Tennessee shed 42 pounds. Beth is sleeping much better and her joint aches have eased up considerably. Text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 right now to see this week's special offer on Calitrin. Calitrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calitrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of our special offer. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605, and we'll send you a link to this special offer.